You're listening to Sibling Talk, commentary from a progressive point of view. Now here are your hosts, John Paulette and Mary Jo Tumare. Hello, I'm John Paulette. And I'm Mary Jo Tumare. Mary, we are less than two months from the Iowa caucus, a little more than a month and a half. So we're coming up to the point where things will actually start to happen. Maybe, although I guess all the smart money says that the Iowa caucus, which really is just the Republicans, the Democrats are not not involved with this, uh, the Republicans will in fact move forward and give the Iowa caucus delegates to Donald Trump. Do you think that's a given or could things still change? Well, John, Iowa is a weird place and weird things happen there. And he who wins, he or she who wins Iowa doesn't always go on to get the nomination. So um, a couple of things that have happened in Iowa is you have the endorsement of the governor there for um, DeSantis and this, now his name is slipping my mind, but this evangelical leader right. called the winner for how many um, cycles. So I think it's possible that DeSantis, if he doesn't win, at least could have a respectable showing that can could throw Trump off a little bit. And I think the same is true in New Hampshire with Nikki Haley. And the well, next thing that happens after that is South Carolina. And yeah. if Nikki Haley would win in South Carolina, then we have a real horse race. Well, and let's think about the history of Iowa and what's really happened there. Among the winners of Iowa have been Rick Santorum. Remember him? Mm-hmm. Uh, President Rick Santorum never quite worked out, but a very uh, religious conservative guy uh, as well. I think another winner was Mike Huckabee, right. who was also a very conservative religious guy. And then in uh, 2016, when Trump won, Ted Cruz actually right. won, won that, who had a lot of appeal to the religious right. Now, as you point out, all none of these people went on to get the nomination at all. But you can imagine if, uh, as we hear, DeSantis is actually doing the right job on organizing in Iowa. Because it's a caucus system, organization is, is the key thing. Get your people to the polls make, or to the caucuses. Make certain they know how to do the caucus, how to line up, how to move, how other people move if uh, their main candidate didn't work to get to the right guy, then you can imagine that. And I think the end result would be if uh, DeSantis is able to do that or even come in a very strong second, as you suggest, then a lot of people are going to stop and say, okay, he's the guy in place number two right now. But we go forward just a short time. What is it, like a week? Until, yeah, it's really quick. Until uh, New a Hampshire. Month? Is it a month or a week? Is it a week? I think you're I, right. It's a week. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, for I just said, 
does not likely do quite as well there. And so it rattles that. And I think, tell me, I, I think what you're suggesting is if someone were to win Iowa or come in a very strong second and someone were to win New Hampshire, a good possibility, then the story coming into South Carolina might be Donald Trump is vulnerable. You yes, think? I mean, you'd have to take away the inevitability of Trump. And if you take away his inevitability, um, and then he is crazy enough right now, but he really loses his mind, then I think, you know, just like Biden won South Carolina, and then that was that, then I think someone could run the table. I, I don't know. But I don't think it's impossible. The thing that's interesting about it, John, is one, does Trump accept the results if it's not him or even if he isn't, doesn't win by 40%? And I think the answer to that is no. Because if you think back to 2016, when Cruz won, he said, you know, very prescient, that um, Trump had stolen, that the vote was rigged. So I think... Trump either wins and he's such a damaged candidate going into the general, or he doesn't win and the party is so damaged going into the general. Well, I, I think you're right. And I think where the real hinge point is, you made me think of this when you mentioned Biden's history. South Carolina was crucial to Biden, clearly. But what was really crucial was having reestablished himself in South Carolina. Because remember, Coming into South Carolina, Biden was like in nowheresville. He right. Just, you know, nothing. Jim Clyburn endorses him. He picks up South Carolina. But the real key then was Super Tuesday. And with the momentum of South Carolina, other candidates start dropping out very, very quickly. And he runs the table, I think, uh, virtually every state on Super Tuesday. And... I wonder if there are elements of that that might be there for the Republicans, including uh, if we get to South Carolina and DeSantis has won Iowa, Nikki Haley has maybe won New Hampshire and South Carolina. Does that clear out the other people? There aren't that many of them to begin with, but they go away. And then maybe there is a victor on uh, Super Tuesday. Well, you have to, a big thing has to happen. You have to have, Chris Christie get out and endorse and endorse Nikki Haley, assuming she wins New Hampshire. If that happens, I know he doesn't have a huge percentage, but he does have the love of the never Trumpers. And so will, would they move away from voting for Biden and go back to the Republicans if uh, Christie is going to help Nikki Haley consolidate the vote? And I do think there, that can happen. I mean, Trump has 45% of Republicans. He doesn't have 60%. So there is 55% of Republicans out there who can be consolidated if they vote as a block, which they're not doing right now. Ramaswamy is nobody. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's not going to get any votes. He's like, a mini Trump and why vote for mini Trump when Maxi Trump is still in. Mm -hmm. In a sense, DeSantis is the same, but I think DeSantis, what DeSantis 
does is he offers the evangelicals some place to go if they're really disgusted with Trump. And some of them are. They, they just they, they're like, I can't vote for him again because he's such a slime ball. You know, I can't get over it. He is moderating or reestablishing himself in a different spot on abortion. And exactly. The, the, uh, the evangelicals uh, and the conservative Catholics, their ears are super attuned. They're hearing all of that. We hear a little bit, but they're hearing all of it. And it's unforgivable for them. It's yeah. unforgivable. So you have DeSantis who, you know, has decided to double down, six-week ban. That's me. I'm your guy. Because Nikki Haley is getting squishy on the issue as well. And um, so I think that there is a play for DeSantis. Um, but what will be interesting, John, is if DeSantis, again, were either to win Iowa, polls are not elections. They're just polls. So, or if he comes close, that will shake Trump. And Trump is already shook. All this criminal stuff, in my opinion, has shaken him. And that's why he's doing all these ranting, raving on Thanksgiving. So, you know, like, we got to thank everyone for this great country and let's all get together and kill Jack Smith. You know, yeah. whatever he said, like, he's absolutely out of his mind. And the tweet he sent on Thanksgiving was like two o'clock in the morning which yeah. tells you he's just really not in a good place. Um, so I think there are many Republicans, even some Republicans who voted for Trump the last time, that want the alternative and do see, because they see Biden as so weak, which is a whole other discussion, they do see that Nikki Haley, probably more than DeSantis, can really give... Um, uh, Biden to run for his money. And I think, I agree with that. Yeah. Can you imagine a scenario where Chris Christie drops out before New Hampshire? No, 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 no. You think he hangs in for that? I think he's, he's bet the entire farm on it, you know, live free or die, live in New Hampshire or die. I don't know why, what internal polling he has that makes him think he has a shot there. But I would guess Again, if Nikki Haley does well in New Hampshire, that Chris Christie will say, okay, I'm out, I'm endorsed, and I'd like to be the attorney general. Mm -hmm. and, and I think, you know, he will have earned that because, you know, you listen to Chris Christie and he sounds like he did when he was governor. He's a bully. He's a smart aleck. He's, but he's a smart guy and he's a hardcore Republican. So he's definitely in the same lane. He's not as um, cynical and shape-shifting as Nikki Haley. Um, but if he thinks she's she can win, he'll hook her. He'll hook his wagon to her star. That's what well, I. Yeah, and the thing I'm really agreement in agreement with you on is the potential for for Donald Trump to really blow up. And this one's you know far on the edge. But if we can imagine that what the news networks are full of is uh, Ron DeSantis won Iowa, Chris Christie wins New Hampshire, I'm being extreme here, and Nikki Haley wins uh, uh, South Carolina. In that case, even though Donald Trump might have overall strong 
poll numbers and be coming into Super Tuesday with a lot of strength, he will be uncontrollable. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he, he's he's kind of uncontrollable right now. Yeah. And, you know, like his his whole thing is First Amendment protects me. I can say whatever I want at any time. And, um, you, you know, that's just wrong. That, that's just wrong. But he doesn't care what's wrong. Now, the other thing I was going to talk about with that is this is just a timing issue. So what did we say? January is Iowa. And then right on the heels comes New Hampshire. And then you have Super Tuesday, which is March 14th, I think. I think, I think so. Is Super yeah. Tuesday. And uh, South Carolina is before that, right? Yeah, so you right. Bam, bam, bam. At the same time, on March 4th, the jury is, there's war deer for the jury in the Trump on the J6 case. And those things are happening simultaneously. And I just am fascinated by how Trump um, runs, because it seems to me by that point, that the court, this gag or issue will have gone to the Supreme Court and we will have, we will see the limits of Trump's ability to say whatever crazy thing comes to his mind. So he may be starting to show himself to be truly unacceptable, even to the people who at one time really supported and liked him. In the meantime, you have this whole other thing, this brewing violence, this brewing political violence in the United States. And so you have that in the political sphere, Trump and his group of terrorists. And then you have, you know, the, the Palestinian or Israeli anti-Muslim, anti-Semitic thing happening here. And it feels, John, I was just a kid in 1968, <laughs> but um, it feels like we're in the moment, we're in a moment where something bad and drastic is going to happen. Do you ever think? Well, yeah, absolutely. And it's a good comparison. I was not a little kid in 1968. I was graduating from high school and beginning college. And I just remember that spring into the summer. Uh, and Dr. King is killed. Bobby Kennedy is killed. And having a strong feeling of what's next, mm -hmm. what's going to be. What's going to be next there? Those kids were shot in Burlington. I mean, Bur I don't know if you've ever been there. First of all, it's so beautiful. It has to be one of the safest cities in America. And it's, an, it's a very liberal town. You know, it's in Vermont. And, um, and you have the sense it's like a school shooting in this way. It can happen anywhere. There's too many guns out there. There's too many crazy people. There's too much anger. And that's just a very bad recipe. And then in the, in the, you know, the midst of all of it, you have Trump just like, go kill a judge, go kill a prosecutor, yeah. you know? And so I think for us, just like regular people who just want to live our lives, it can be kind of a frightening moment. I, at least that's how I feel. And not normally a fearful kind of person, but it's a little bit frightening. It is. And then in a world where Ohio State can lose three states to Michigan, uh, anything, bad things happen, you know? It, it, it's so true. <laughs> All right. Bye, Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.
Sibling Talk is a JMP production. Theme song by David Paulette.